The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As I uh, signed off last night and uh, handed over the airwaves to Reed Wilkins at Inside Sports, I, I thanked Brandy Graziano for filling in and said, you can have tomorrow off and I'll see you back here Thursday. And yet, Brandy... Guess what? There you are, sitting across <laughs> from me. Totally happy to have you in studio again. Well, it's great to be back, but uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to the day off. Ah, and, what are you going to uh, do? Well, uh, now I'm here. You have other responsibilities around the station, I, though. I have a lot of responsibilities <laughs> around the station. So yeah. you keep telling us. Uh, yeah, exactly, thought, right? I it's all it, a rumor. Exactly. I thought in the interest of full disclosure um, that we should do this. And I, I'm just, I'm basically just going to read some talking points for you. And yeah, because I don't know much about this right now. I'm not going to lie. Fair, fair. And, and here's the thing. Um, over the months uh, since we knew there was going to be a United Conservative Party and we knew uh, or had a pretty fair idea of who was going to run for the leadership of the party, one of the criticisms that I kept throwing out there, and we had Brian Jean, by the way, on the show during that period of time and, and voiced the same concern to him that, yeah, I get that you want to get rid of the NDP, but I'm not sure what you stand for. So it's a it was a veiled criticism, or perhaps not so. Well, veiled. it's been a constant criticism, right? Because th- and that was kind of the main reason is that well, we have to work together, and this is towards from going what? To, exactly towards right. just getting the NDP out, right? So as to what they're going to do, and I guess this is also following our conversation yesterday. That's right. Right. So we said. Well, they don't have a platform yet. Well, that's what we had said. So they have, uh, at least one of the leaders does have a platform now, so I think it behooves us. We can't sit here and say, well, I don't know what this party stands for, and then ignore the fact that we now know what the party might stand for. So uh, we don't have anything from Jason Kenny yet, but we do have Brian Jean. So I just wanted the listeners to know, as sort of a bit of an overview, um, it was in the news today, Brian Jean revealing the platform. So... Uh, Gene's plan calls for an immediate $2.6 billion spending reduction if the party wins the next provincial election. That's, of course, expected in 2019. His overall plan uh, is to balance Alberta's budget within three years by by cutting government spending, jobs, and pay rates. So here's how he's going to do it. Uh, He says a UCP government would cut the number of managers and save money by eliminating other jobs through early retirement and attrition. Good, okay. Gene also says, uh, once I should say, uh, Brian Gene also says, uh, once union contracts expire, his government would negotiate new deals that would pay new employees at a lower rate. I'm not going for the union vote on that. Uh, at the same time, Mr. Gene is pledging to repeal Alberta's carbon tax and reduce small business and corporate taxes. Um, now, Jason Kenney, I know, uh, and uh, Doug uh, Schweitzer, lawyer from uh, Calgary. They, I don't have their platforms yet. Uh, but this is a quote, and but I'll give them to you when I have them. This is a quote now from Mr. Jean. Uh, I am here for all Albertans looking for a common sense economic and fiscal plan that shrinks the size of government and releases the unbridled potential of our economy. Uh, his plan, by the way, also calls for eliminating the recent cap on Alberta's greenhouse gas emissions and repealing a law that brought in safety and employment standards for farm and ranch workers. I got to tell you, I think that platform is going to be pretty popular. Here's why I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm against it, but uh, I'm just kind of, uh, I mean, as you were talking here, first of all, he's calling it the Alberta Advantage. That is his, mm-hmm. his platform thing. But, uh, you know, 
some of his platform is that he wants to cut taxes and he wants to balance the budget. And for me, the math doesn't work there. Well, you haven't seen the math yet, though. So I mean, he, well, let's let's yeah. I mean, we have to, to look at the math. Sure, we have to present the math. But basically, his his you know his six things. That I just saw a tweet here. He says, cut the carbon tax, mm-hmm. tax savings for families, cut red tape by a third, repeal oil sands cap, which is Bill Six, cut business tax, grow an economy, and balance the budget in three years. And to me, they kind of contradict themselves at the moment, just by well, looking at it. In so much as we don't have the numbers, though, right? So if you cut down the levels of government, the number of managers, mid-managers, or the bureaucracy, in other words, sure. Um, if you renegotiate with unions when their when their agreements expire, that yeah, no, I mean, the numbers probably, in my mind, I would hope that they are would add in up. there, yeah. absolutely. I would hope that they'd add, because at the moment, just by looking at it, without actually looking at mm-hmm. math, it just doesn't look like it's feasible at this point. It just kind of looks like of what things that we want to hear. Like that every leader is going to present at some point. Well, at the end of the day, Mr. Gene is a politician, but I mean... Uh, Absolutely. I think... Hey, here's the thing. Do you remember when um, Jim Prentice came into power and he got rid of the planes and he, you know, he, he did whatever? And at the time I said, well, that's kind of low-hanging fruit, right? So... The fact that a politician promises to go after some items which might be considered low-hanging fruit doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, though, right? In the Prentice case where he got rid of the planes, in my mind, it actually was a bad thing because the planes cost less, even though they looked bad and it apparently had been abused by a premier, they actually cost less than did booking commercial flights. So it didn't actually make sense. So it was more optic than it was practical. It was um, reaction. I thought it was knee-jerk reaction when he got rid of the planes. Well, I think he came in to make changes, and so that's what he wanted to do, or at least wanted to be seen as doing that. But, I mean, I like... There, there's some pretty bold statements in Brian Jean's platform here, like renegotiating contracts at a lower price. That's not going to be popular, but I think it needs to be done. The question I would have... with uh, Contracts re- with who, though? You said with union workers, union, correct? Union, yep. Um, <laughs> you think provincial that's going to blow over well, though? Well, it's not going to go Q- over well. But I'm that's assuming t- with QP, right? Yeah, yeah, and QP. others. But that's not going to go over well, but that's too bad. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to be that guy, but that's too bad. Like, you know, if the province is in financial distress, and, and again, I don't want to get everyone fired up about this because we don't have Brian Jean on, and I can't really question him on it, but the rest of us go through this sort of thing all the time. So, and I've got neighbors who are hurting financially and who have taken pay cuts and I have in my career but not here taken pay cuts because I've always worked in the private sector it's just the way it is if there's enough money to go around how do you feel about pay cuts though well, nobody likes them, but they exactly. Become, so, they're would not you rather be, be unemployed, or would you rather have be employed at ninety percent? The thing about pay cuts is, when a company does it, and I'll tell you, the company that cut my pay, uh, Algoma Steel cut my pay. So, in '92, the oil or the oil and gas industry took a you know what, uh, as did the steel industry, and so they laid off thousands of employees, and those who remained, myself included, took a pay cut. Now, our opportunity, the, the choice was, don't work there anymore. If you don't want the pay cut, don't work there anymore. But government doesn't take, doesn't demand pay cuts because they can't of union workers because they have contracts. So what they do instead is they borrow money, which all of us pay for to service, right? Because they have no choice otherwise because they're adhering to contracts. But the idea that contracts always have to benefit just the union, that they always have to give the union more benefits and more money is not correct. They're contract negotiations. And... If there isn't enough money, there isn't enough money. You have to be practical about this. And I'm not saying the government is a business. It's not. 
it's monkey business oftentimes, but the reality of the situation is that the NDP government is saying we're going to go $10 billion, $20 billion into debt. Well, I'd like to see somebody tell me that we're going to go into less debt than that. Well, he, for one thing, um, and and I'll be honest with you, I didn't vote NDP. Uh, but for one thing, the fact that they are going $10, $20 billion of debt, it sucks. But at the same time, we're getting new hospitals, we're getting new schools, we're getting everything that they actually campaign for. Mm. And unfortunately, it is going to cost. Now... In terms of yeah. in terms of pay cuts, right? In terms of you're going to renegotiate a contract, I don't think that it's going to blow over very well. I don't think people are going to go for it. Why would why would somebody be willing to take a pay cut? You know, you I'm going to take. Won't be I'm going to willing to take a. Pay I'm going to take your argument here. Yeah, I'm going to take your argument here. You 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 reiterate and you say often, you say like, look, I don't care if. The government is too much in debt. I care if my household is in debt, because nobody's going to care overall. I care about both, but if I have to have a but, choice, but you've said yes, yeah. exactly. But you've said and I think it, most Albertans have given the choice to have your household in debt or your government in debt. You'd rather your government is in debt, if exactly. You right. I, right. I would rather so, both. Neither were in debt, frankly. But well, of course. I mean, that's the dream, right? right? That, that's right. the dream that nobody's in debt. But at the same time, though, if you want all these things that everyone's been demanding for years and years, including a pipeline, mm-hmm. right? We're going to have to take a hit. Now, if you want to, but but getting back to it, if you want to renegotiate with union members and say, well, you're going to take a better cut just for the for the good of the province, right? They're going to say no, because they're going to use your argument and say, well, that means my household is going to go in debt. You know, if I'm going to, providing the pay cut is significant. Listen, they can use whatever like argument be, they want. It's a negotiation, right? And at the end of the day, whoever negotiates... You really have to up the ante, though, if you're going to say, you don't have uh, here's, to up a, here's a pay it's cut, a but here you go. Right. It's a negotiation. And, I mean, they're not saying that simply they're going to take all the existing workers, what I'm reading into this, and say, okay, everybody's taking 25% less pay. They're saying they're trying to get rid of levels of uh, bureaucracy, bureaucracy, right? And redundancy. And, you know, I'd be the last guy to argue that a nurse doesn't deserve every penny she gets, for example, he gets, and, and deserves more. I'm saying pay the right amount to the right people, get rid of redundancy and layers of government. It's what I've said about both the Conservatives and the NDP, that everybody keeps... And all, all levels, too, right, by the everybody way. Everybody keeps screaming provincial. about the waste of money. I'm still waiting to see the money. I've said it all along. The NDP haven't found it. I, I don't know. They still haven't told me. Well, if Brian G that, thinks he can find it, I'm all for it. And, and, and when did they commission that study? To find the money? <laughs> yeah. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, yet, right? no. You know, so I, I, I don't know where where, where this I money know. is coming from, where it's going to be. But at the same time, like I said, I think it's. Uh, I'm not going to call it a pipe dream, but it is a dream to have, where uh, you know you could actually balance a budget, especially in this day and age when our economy is, you know, down the tubes. All right. Well, let me put it this way: We'll take our break. Uh, I'd rather a politician who told me they thought they could save money than a politician who said, "I'm pretty sure I know how to spend it." All right, so a number of you texting in to 630-630, which we encourage you to do. And as is often the case when you and I talk, Brandon, um, pretty much split down the middle. Um, It is. Yeah. Uh, But one side, and I guess we want to mention this right Mm -hmm. off the top here, and this is where we wanted to go here. Uh, We've had a few texts basically saying that uh, I'm just going to find it uh, right now here, but basically... uh, you, it's time for PST. That coming in from Lane, texting into 630-630. Uh, another one comes here. As far as I can tell, the parties are just hoping in. This is from Steph, by the way. Uh, all the parties that are just hoping that oil revenue goes up, it's, t- it's all hopes and dreams. The first party that says that they're going to put in a sales tax to cover our province's expenses has my vote. Now, here's the thing. Federally, 
It sucked, too. And I think that one of the most smartest things that Stephen Harper did during his tenure was bring in a temporary HST. Mm. It paid for a lot. It paid for quite a bit. And... Uh, and it helped. It helped with a lot of different expenses, you know, in in a lot of different sectors. And once again, it was temporary because we now we don't have HST anymore. Right. It's not a thing. So maybe it is time to bring in a a, a PST. Uh, according, I, I I don't know if you're against it or if you're for it or anything like that, but a temporary PST just to get us out of this hole until. <laughs> and that's by the way, that's that's also hoping that oil revenues and the and the barrel is going to go mm-hmm. up. You know, back to the 90 bucks it was, what was that, two years ago? Maybe even less than that. Could have even more than that. But, you know, what do you do in the meantime? How do you, if you're, if you want to tux, if you want to uh, cut tax revenue and you want to cut that and then you want to say you want to balance the budget by taking out the middleman or taking out the bureaucratic system or I guess attacking the bureaucratic system and renegotiating, all in all, uh, at least from from what I'm what I've seen in the past years, it's not going to save much. So how do you do it? How do you bring in more revenue while cutting revenue and balancing a budget? Hmm. All right. So I don't know which question to answer first. PST was the uh, sure. First PST one. was the initial answer. It right. kind of uh, branched out into sure. uh, tax revenue and such. But PST, do you support it? Uh, I will answer that in just a oh, moment. Okay. Um, want to address this text here. Andrew, the conservative government under Jim Prentice left Alberta's uh, Albertans $12 billion in debt. Please get your facts straight from Warren. Uh, I said that the conservatives and the NDP have yet to find the money. No. I, th- th- there's talking, been a commission. That's right. about it. <laughs> I'm talking about all government fails to, to find, find the, the money. money. Yeah. Um, because that's government, right? Uh, but to answer your question, so I said uh, a couple of years back, two or three years back, I threw it out there that I thought it would be a good idea to have a PST. And, and I thought it a good idea because, for the reasons you've just mentioned, that uh, it would derive revenue. And I'm skeptical, though, about any government who says any measure is temporary because they're never temp- temporary. And they, you know, they get it and they overspend it and they count on it, so it'll be around forever. I, I will say this. I don't think any politician is willing to campaign on bringing in a PST. The last one that did got voted in. <laughs> well, that? not a PST, but just a new tax, I oh, should yeah. say. Sorry. Right. No. Well, are you talking about the carbon tax? I am talking about the carbon tax. Oh, okay. The carbon tax is a bit of a misnomer, though, because had the provincial government not brought in a carbon tax, the federal government would have. So, But getting back to sales tax for a second, I would suggest this. It's probably a good idea. I'm not in favor of it. I don't think it would be temporary. Uh, But if the NDP felt, um, leading up to the next election, that they were indeed going to be a one-term government, then, and, and, and if they truly cared about Albertans, then possibly that's the grenade for them to drop onto, that they bring in a PST before losing power so that the conservatives are left to deal with well and then you got to also have the question here and this is it's still on topic but Mm. off topic a little bit okay i mean if we are in debt what is it now 20 billion is no 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 no, let's not get or is that saskatchewan sorry wrong province province here okay let's not throw that no but 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 like if we are in debt Mm. you know then i i here's the thing i don't know how equalization is supposed to work but if we are giving that much money to other provinces, why don't we just reduce that money and balance the books before giving away that money? 
You wanted to open up the equalization conversation? Well, because it, it, it is money that's in the can that's going somewhere else. I know, else equalization though, right? payments are collected from all Canadians uh, on your federal tax, and they're not right. provincial. So cutting back what an individual... But it's, in but it's coming pays. in from the have provinces, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That has to be renegotiated, but it's not up to a province because... No, 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 it's all up to... the to, to right. First of all, getting that renegotiated, yeah. it, that is an actual pipe dream. As a Canadian, I pay the same amount in equalization uh, or the same amount of money is taken off my taxes for equalization as is a resident of Prince Edward Island is a right. resident. So that money, if you if we paid less as individuals, that doesn't benefit directly Alberta. It just there's less of a pool in Ottawa to be distributed among the sure, sure. We got people who want to uh, talk to us. Brian, what do you have to say? Brian? Oh, I uh, like bring we lost uh, Brian. Brian left. All right. There you go. Hey James. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good. Yeah, so there's two ways to balance the budget, right? Raise revenue. Or you got to lower decrease your costs. Yeah. Yep. Was, was that? Yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the problem is we're so stinking spoiled that we spend money on wants and all these wants and wants. Me and my wife are getting out of debt right now, and what we've done is we've cut all our wants out until we can afford them. We cannot afford new schools and new this and new that. And I understand that you know we're growing and we need some of those things. But if we did the budget right and we took some pain and we had some money in the bank, we'd be able to, be able to buy all those things, no problem. The problem is, is that we, as, a, as a Canadians, we're so spoiled compared to other places in the world that um, we're, we're going about it wrong. We demand certain luxuries and we demand this and we demand that. And then we justify it by, oh, it's okay if we have a mortgage. It's okay if we have a car loan. And we do the same thing with our government. Well... We need to pay for this, so it's okay. Instead of instead of cutting back, and, and you know, there's tons of waste and money that could be gathered from everywhere else. But if we would cut back, if we would trim the fat, and I like what Brian Jean's doing. I like I like what he's this. saying, but as Brandon says, I'd like to see the mechanics of exactly what how he implements what he's saying. James, I appreciate the call. We have to take a break uh, before we push ourselves too far out. All right, we found uh, Brian again. We've got a minute left, Brian. What did you want to say? Hi guys. Hi. Is that Brandon? Brandon uh, smoking some marijuana today, or <laughs> it's going to be legalized soon? So uh, I'm getting a head start here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You know when has a tax ever been rescinded by the government? I, it may have happened once in the history of mankind. Income tax was brought in to pay for the war. Uh, it was never rescinded, and I never trust the government that says, "Yeah, this is temporary," because it never is. But you know what you have to realize when, when it comes to wasteful spending, um, and I agree, I think it was uh, well, one of you guys mentioned the, the nurses. They work hard for their money. Mm-hmm. This is not against the frontline workers. Right. But I'd love to see a politician that had the guts to challenge the bureaucracy in health care, because that's our number one wasteful spending, the layers of bureaucracy. And then I'm going to throw something out here that may not be very popular but you know the the native issues that go on in this country are absolutely crazy and and i'm tired of being politically correct but i'm equal just like a native is just like a black person is just like a chinese person it's time that we all get on board and work together as equals instead of uh treating somebody special because of whatever and i would love to hear a politician take that stand there's a lot of there's a lot of places to take money and yep. I, I sure don't want to kick this can down the road to my grandkids and my great-grandkids. 
Thanks for your time. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for the call. We're a little over time here. I apologize. When we come back, Dr. Gantz and seven ways you're killing your relationship without even knowing it. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.